0: And I work with a lot of emerging leaders, emerging athletes, where, frankly, their brains are still developing. So for them to recognize that mindset is something that it's okay if it evolves. If it doesn't, that's kind of okay too. But for them to realize that they have that capacity to grow into new philosophies that may actually serve them even in a bigger way as they as they grow and learn. Expanding possibilities, the mindset
1: your host Anna Malikian and before we start with today's show, please remember to visit mindset.zone. Yes, instead of .com, it's .zone. There you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources, all at mindset.zone.
0: Expand.
1: The Katie Prouvel is a masterful, high-performance coach based in San Jose, California, who works with executives in big-name companies as well as with many startups, founders, and VCs who are out there living their dent in the world. She also loves to work with athletes from amateurs to Olympians, and professionals who want to take their game to the next level. She's also the author of Leap, Own Your Excellence and Engage Your Best Self in Business, Sports, the Arts, and Life. And it's my delight to her here today as my guest. So welcome, Katie.
0: Thank you, Anna. It's my delight to be here with you too. This is a wonderful moment.
1: Yes, we know each other for I think about 10 years now. Yeah, and, time goes so fast. Oh my gosh. And uh, I always love how you are able to speak about mindsets. That is mm-hmm. the core topic in this podcast. And uh, how you can speak about these topics and the topics around it in a clear way without respecting the complexity and all the dimensions of it so i would like to start them by asking you how do you define mindsets what is your definition of mindsets or your thoughts around that concept
0: that's a Great question. And to me, mindset has evolved into what I feel is a belief system and is a philosophy. And interestingly, we talk about growth mindset, uh, which we know is, is a very common idea and something that we're all very much following. And sometimes that seems to me like that could create a little bit of a conflict, a growth mindset. That's a little bit of a dichotomy. So it, we're setting the mind and yet we're growing. So I think you know there's a way to look at that where we might have a mindset for a while and we're willing to grow into the next level of our philosophy as we learn. And we're there for a while and we learn some more and we grow into the next level of mindset. And underlying all of that growth is really a collection of principles or a set of philosophies that are driven by our, our internal values of what's important to us in whatever is is we're doing in the world as humans being and doing and performing.
1: Oh, I love that. So is that there is some kind of dynamic there in terms of values that possibly remains constant or that is more universal during our lives and we are not locked by it. But we are almost propelled by it to keep upgrading and growing our mindsets.
0: Exactly. that that's how I view it. And interestingly, even as we we up level, I almost see us like going to the next level and then having a moment to sort of be in that mindset, sort of be in that place of this is what I'm going to act on for a while. This is going to be my motivation, my why. And then as we're open to learning and growing, then it can expand to the next level. So yes, there are almost a little mini mindsets and the underlying or overarching way of being is really being willing to open and grow. And I work with a lot of emerging leaders, emerging athletes where frankly, their brains are still developing. So for them to recognize that mindset is something that it's okay if it evolves, if it doesn't, that's kind of okay, too. But for them to realize that they have that capacity to grow into new philosophies that may actually serve them even in a bigger way as they as they grow and learn.
1: Yeah, I love that is for the young, uh, the young athletes that you work with is that they are still exploring, even that foundation, they are still in a place of uh, exploration and uh, navigating and trying new things. And even, I I will dare to say, even the the ones that are not as young, there is always a space uh, to exploration and i would love to uh, to listen to your thoughts about it i think when we grow older of course we can add new things to our repertoire and sometimes there is a lot of magic about rediscover things in our past that we are were not paying full attention and if we see them in a new light then oh now it makes sense
0: absolutely when we get older, if you will, we have that wisdom, we have the blessing of years and experiences to be able to look back at something, whether it's from a childhood or middle age, depending on what age we're at, and and see it in a new light, see it in a new light and begin to almost reimagine it and understand that, oh, I can see this in a new light and then apply it in a new way. So in the realm of high performance, for example, a, an entrepreneur, a CEO entrepreneur VC that I, that one of my clients, he. He is now in a new phase of his life where he's growing a family and he is opening to new values and to new priorities. And so he, we've needed to have conversations about, okay, what is your new philosophy about high performance? What is your new philosophy about life and how it all plays in? It becomes more about balance, more about uh, like a broader way of being with how he wants to perform.
1: And uh I, uh, this is reminding me of your book that I absolutely love. And I advise Thank everybody <laughs> out there to they can get it in Amazon the they sleep L-E-A-P. And it's a little bit OK. We are in a certain um, and we can be very successful in a certain phase in our lives. And then sometimes happen a transition or the priorities change and what serves us well, now we have to leap to a new place of being. And that is a process. And that is one of the things that you help people with, correct?
0: Absolutely. Which is why I called the book Leap. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it really is, it's such a great you know, one-syllable, simple word that really all of us can relate to. And th- there's an interesting... Um, philosophy around that which is some leaps are very very small certain times in your life it m- might be a very small step that you can take to sort of get to that ne- that next level it might be a very like a very relatively simple shift in consciousness where you realize oh okay i'm here but in anticipation of it you might think that it's an enormous bridge you know chasm to cross and understanding that a leap can be very, very small or it can be big and trusting yourself that either way, whether it's small or big or anything in between, that you can stay present in that journey to as you're moving to that next level of understanding of yourself and your philosophies and how you want to show up as a high performer and a creative in the world.
1: And let's stay here a moment because I know another visual that you use that I think is so powerful about the leap because of all your background, you as young you used to be a, ska- a, a skating and uh, I remember a past conversation that we have uh, that you described that uh, is one of the fascinating things because you are a skater and then you coach the, them too. But the leap in skating that when you are in, I don't know the name of the, 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 the but when you are in the air uh, doing pirouette or whatever is the technical name mm-hmm. to describe mm-hmm. that, uh, you lose or there is there is you have to trust yourself in the sense because you lose the contact with the terrain you are in the uh, with. The, and then you have to know where you are to be able to perform the movement and then land in, in, a, in a way that you don't fall. And there is a metaphor there that I think applies a lot to the small and big leaps, and especially because I think We are recording this uh, at the end of the years of the COVID that I think took us to a spin uh, that uh, we were not really prepared or foreseeing. And now it was, but I think many people took it as an opportunity of Mm self-discovering. And now they are still thinking about or landing and see where they want to go. So uh, speak a little bit about it.
0: Oh, I love that. That's that's such an exciting analogy for me. Um yes, I so, so when in skating we do call them jumps and I chose leap as the term because I feel like all of us people for the most part even if we're not skaters, we can kind of resonate with the term leap. And what happens in skating is yes, you you leave the ice and as you said, you 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 no longer have contact with the terrain and part of the learning curve as you progress and you do more and more difficult jumps and you're rotating more and more in the air you spend more time in that in that space where you're not connected to terrain and it's, it becomes about your ability to have proprioception, which is essentially knowing where your body is in time, time and space, right? And it's, you can learn it, you can train it. I do it sometimes with deep visualizations and unconscious mind work to make it better. But ultimately, we need to trust. We need to trust that wherever we land, even if we land and fall, we'll pick ourselves up. Even if we fall and it hurts a little bit, that's all right. We can nurture ourselves. We can soothe until we get back up and try it again. So it's kind of about this trust when when you leap into that space of not knowing. And to tie it back to where we've been with coming out of the pandemic is we've just experienced 18 plus months of not knowing. of of a constant underlying um, sense of anxiety, a sense of not knowing, even if we were handling it with a lot of grace and, faith and trust. It's the human condition to have a little bit of the the buzzing underneath of the what if and where am I going to land, where are we going to land as as humans, right? So I think that's been an amazing learning for for many of us, many of my clients and myself included is, okay, how can I know that this has been our own version of a leap and trust that wherever I land, I'm going to be okay. I have the resources to navigate it. I have the resources to find my strength, And you may land, you may land and glide and then go on to the next thing and you may land and fall and, and anything in between. And it's all okay because it's in service of learning and growth and going to that next level of growth and understanding mindset, philosophy that you can take into that next space that where you want to be as, as a, as a high performer, a high achiever that enjoys that sense of growth and, and expansion.
1: Love it. And I think there is a metaphor there also for leaders, even outside of these special circumstances that we are living. I think leaders of a new startup company, and you have a lot of experience in startup of being part of startups, Helping the founders of startups, we be being in both yep. sides of the yep. equation there. And yes, I, think- I did
0: my I did my startup lotto as we used to call it. Oh, I'm going to go play startup lotto and see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Back in uh, the day. Yeah. So you 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 have. Uh, Uh, Because you have that inside experience is not theory. You know what is being there and all that being on the the, uh, uh, in the space uh, and not knowing exactly where things are going to land. And I think this metaphor of the leap is really meaningful for the leaders of the startups and other organizations that um, they have to really feel comfortable of being out there without yeah. that connection with them because they are living, they are trying new things. Right. So there is always that, that jump and that rotation and the risk of it. And if they want to try a new movement, a new thing that is more unique uh, and, and they are going to fall sometimes and they are going, to, but the, the capacity of recovering is really important there too.
0: Exactly, the capacity to recover and your faith in yourself Your faith in your own capacity to recover, and your willingness to develop even further your capacity to recover.
1: And you were speaking technically in the the jump that uh, uh, what was the word the technical word that used the perception that people know where
0: proprioception. Yes,
1: so they know where they are in the physical space and in the uh, temporal space in terms of timing. Is that uh, can we use that as a metaphor if a leader? when is doing the jump, when is doing the leap, is more aware or has done some work in terms of the that underlying philosophy of the mindset that we were speaking before allows them to trust more. You think that there is a relationship there?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's really insightful and really foundational, which is which is why it's I feel it's so important to develop to understand what is your 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 underlying philosophy to know yourself so well through that self-reflection to know what your values are, what your mission is, why you're doing this. So that when you take that leap as a leader, uh, as a founder, then it's sort of like this this sense of you're not quite sure where you are in time and space. And the interesting thing about, about the jumping, skating, jumping metaphor is that as you you're rotating, you're not just leaping, but you're spinning and there is a disorientation that can happen because you're spinning. But even if you're disoriented in that moment, if you know what your foundational principles are and you know that, okay, when I land, I still have my principles to hold me. I still have my philosophy to hold me. I still have my why. I still have the whole reason I started this in the first place. That's kind of where I see the parallel being drawn that you can, you pick up from where you were when you land. Okay here, here's my philosophy. Here's my mindset. And I can move forward from here. Even if I felt disoriented. Okay. I kind of know where I am. Shake, shake the cobwebs out. (laughs) (laughs) If You're feeling dizzy and then just keep on going.
1: Yeah, and I, I love how many applications we can do of this image because I think uh, now uh, things are even if you are just a professional, uh, redeciding what to do next in terms of career moves. Uh, there is a lot to say because if you don't do that inner work, you can try or a startup's founder will be the same thing, but in a longer term. But you can be trying a new project, a new idea and then doesn't work. And then you jump to the new pro or you try to work in a place. You don't get the full thing that you're expecting. Then you uh, resign, you you try another place and you can keep going, going and never really master the leap because you Mm. don't master that foundation.
0: Wow. That's really, really cool. Mastering the leap. Right.
1: Because I think that is that is that dynamic. It's not. It's one of the things that you always speak about. It's not either or. It's both. It's both the foundation work and both trying new things, both trusting in our foundation and our values. And also leave space for that foundation and values to grow, to be redefined, to be better articulate. And uh, that can happen on an individual level that we are speaking about here from the founder, from a VC, for from the employee. And mm-hmm. also at the level of organizations, because when you work with uh, uh, startup founders, you are working with their leadership team too.
0: Absolutely work with the leadership team. And very often it'll, st- I'll start with the CEO or the founders, and then it'll kind of trickle down and expand to the leadership team. And so that, yes, and that underlying philosophy, the why, the mission of of the whole company, whether it's a small sort of Service, sort of service professional sort of space, uh, financial advising or real estate brokerages that are you know slightly different, but they're focusing on service. For once, the founders have really understood their mission, understood their vision, and they're clear on their own values and what they envision. Then, bringing in the leadership team so that you have this very cohesive sense of what is our philosophy as a whole, and it's still informing the philosophy, the mindset the metaphor or the application of the mindset of the whole organization right
1: so you are playing with different dimensions there so exactly. is the uh, in terms in the executive coaching sometimes we speak about the, the mvv uh, mission uh, v- uh, vision and values um, uh, and and uh, you are seeing the uh, you are working on the individual level For the person, uh, the leader in itself, yes, or she has to have clarity about those and then how they align, how they resonate with the values of the company and the the values of the impact that they are trying to create. It's like that multidimensionality that you speak. What is the term that you use? Multidimensional leadership?
0: Multidimensional leadership. Yeah. That's that's I mean it can be multidimensionality in many sense and I find many senses and I find that it's really most sort of consumable when we think of multidimensional leadership and I love these ideas of concentric circles or concentric spheres if you will you know so that it's like you're aware of what is the core what's at the core who is in the core as a human what's in the core as the values and then and it extends out which I think is an interesting model I think to me that's sort of like a new a new paradigm for rather than a higher traditional hierarchical top down or bottom up, which to me feels very linear and not very multidimensional. If we can sort of see that what is the core where everyone can really understand and it feels true and real and based on something that everyone can get behind, then it just expands out like ripples, yeah. like like ripples in a, in a, in a sp- spherical ripples. Right. <laughs> so it's, you know, so the multidimensionality also has its own multi dimensions. So there's a dimensionality in terms of leadership, and then for each individual, there's a dimensionality, multidimensionality in terms of being able to access not just a left brain rationale, also a right, more right brain creative space of wisdom and perhaps. Accessing the sage part of themselves, and then even transcending both of those into a place of intuition and being able to access a sense of intuition, which is almost like tying us back to that jump, right? Oh, it's like when you take off into a jump and you don't know where you are in time and space, you kind of have an idea. The more you do it, the more you get that feeling. And the way you get the feeling of where you are in time and space and kind of where your plumb line is, your body spinning vertically in space, you know. You got to use your intuition. That's not there's not logic there, and it's not really necessarily wisdom. It truly is intuition and a sense that almost goes beyond the five senses.
1: So now it begs the question: How do you cultivate that intuition?
0: That is a great question, and I cultivate it in a lot of different ways. How long? How long have you got? <laughs> <laughs> I think what's interesting that I that I find is is really fun is that I will often. Um, I, I, again, it's sort of a progression, right? I call it to myself, I call it like the layers of baklava. Where are we now? Let's just put a gentle layer down of what's important to you, a gentle layer, next layer down of um, what do you value? What is your purpose? Where are you with this? And so just even that kind of work of kind of coming home to who you really are and why you're doing what you're doing is is really a precursor to then being able to trust your enough yourself enough to stop and think well how do i feel about this what is my intuition telling me am i hearing a small still voice in my mind that might be in conflict with what my rational reasonable brain reasonable brain is saying do this it's a natural extension
1: yeah so give us an example how do you cultivate in, in this intu- intuition personally how, how do you walk the mm. talk
0: oh I meditate, and I also um, I, I I listen to my physical body. I listen to what I would call what we often call a meditation—the still small voice in my head. It's a voice that I know it's not my rational mind, and it's not necessarily my my right brain, but it's another it's another knowing that is different it has a different quality and the interesting thing about that other quality is that other voice it has a different quality is it's it's different and it's often the quietest voice it's not the one yelling at you saying you need to go do this or this is the next project to to implement or you know this this is the this is the the firm that you want to go with to to for your series A round it's like stop and scan the whole thing and so that's what I do for for myself is that pause and the listen and then make my best choice. Yeah. And sometimes I make my best choice and I realize, oh, maybe that wasn't my intuition that made that choice. Maybe that mm. was something based on fear or based on, you know, old habits. So stepping back and then next time, next decision. How can I access my intuition more? And a spirit for me, it's more like it's a very physical thing. It's kind of in my heart or in my in my core that I can sense when it feels right and I don't feel internal conflict.
1: Yeah, for me, that reminds me a little bit, we have to quiet the noise of expectations, of judgments, of the things that are, and I I feel that more connection with that inner intuition when, for instance, I take a break of walking in nature, mm-hmm. um, even the shower, long shower, or. Uh, mm-hmm. the, but and if interesting enough, as that connection with the body, the walking in nature, that we have to be uh, on that moment, uh, the shower with all the sensation of the water in our body, mm-hmm. and suddenly we can listen to that voice.
0: And even just as simple as a breath. A few, a few deep breaths or a longer exhale. Just the breath is such an amazing vehicle to drop into your intuition, if you let it.
1: <laughs> yeah. And the meditation uh, is all about quieting all the, that chatter to be able to, because the voice, I think, is always there. We just have to learn how to listen to it.
0: Exactly. Sometimes the voice is, the body is speaking Is the voice. Tell me a little bit uh, more about that. The voice may actually be the body where you may have a physical sensation of like sometimes when I know I've, I've accessed my intuition and I've come to peace and clarity, my, my chest actually relaxes Mm. or my shoulders will, the heaviness on my shoulders. was as I am anticipating a decision, they relax, or I might feel a burst of energy, like I want to get up and move. So it speaks not through a, 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 like a traditional voice with words, but the body speaks through sensation and knowing and a change or a shift, a very very subtle shift in the physical experience of what's happening as you pay attention to your body.
1: Hmm. A more holistic experience.
0: Exactly. I love it. Gosh, I could go on forever speaking
1: with you and we love to speak about, musing about. I know, we go on forever. (laughs) Uh, But um, uh, I think we put a seed on uh, the imagination of of anybody listening to this interview. How can they learn how to listen more clearly to that voice? Mm-hmm. How can they learn how to trust themselves to live and to leap yep. in yes. their lives? you want to leave a question that can help them in this journey?
0: I really feel like we're all at a bit of a threshold or we have an opportunity to see where we are now as a threshold into something new. So a prompt might be what aspects of myself do I want to grow and bring to the forefront right now as I enter into this next step in my leadership journey?
1: Love it. Simple and powerful. And if people want to know more about you, I presume that
0: your website will be the best place. It's katiepavrel.com. It's an interesting French name. (laughs) It's very unusual, even for the French. It's P-E-U-V-R-E-L-L-E. So Katiepavrel.com.
1: And I will put the link as well, the link to the book on the show notes of this episode. A pleasure to have you here. And let's keep this conversation going.
0: Yes, let's. This is so exciting. Thank you, Anna. What a pleasure to be with you. Bye for now your possibilities the mindset
1: zone. thank you for listening and remember to visit mindset.zone yes instead of .com it's .zone there you can find all the episodes and other amazing resources all at mindset.zone as always I'm so grateful you are here. Expand what's possible. For you, for the ones around you, for the world.